Well, I am beyond excited about my guest. I am a fan. I have a lot of respect. I love hardworking people, especially when they're in show business. And this young man has done really well for himself, but it's not been easy. And not many people have helped him. He had the idea. He did it, put it together. And now the world is his oyster. I'm talking about Johnny Bongo. How you doing, Pete? What an introduction, mate. I was thinking, were you talking about someone else there? No, but it's true. You've got to be honest. Uh, No, I I appreciate it. I know you're not a a vain person, but you've got to appreciate that you have created a monster that's been incredibly successful and brought so much joy to so many people around the world. Yeah, I think it's it's still a bit... um, Still a bit of a pinch yourself moment, you know, of how big it's gone from, you know, just starting it out as a a bit of a a, a mad night out for just a bit of a laugh and and to see how much it's grown. And and, and, and yeah, I suppose joy is is a good word there. You know, we're putting on an event that people love and people walk away from, you know, just feeling great and just a good laugh and and that's what i think people need sometimes these days and the ridiculous thing is it's based around bingo which has been going a million years and you've brought a new world and a new audience a huge audience yeah i think for anyone that's never been to bongo's bingo the bingo is, is is such a key part of it you know although it is this night of entertainment got cabaret vibes it's got vibes of being at a rave being you know but the bingo at its core is, is what makes it so special. And I think it, it's brought, it has definitely brought, um, bingo, you know, to, to a new audience. But also, you know, the fact that it is still, we still play traditional bingo. We're bringing, people are now going to your, your sort of more traditional halls, your galas, your meccas, because they've been to bongo's bingo and they're going, they want to try the traditional form as well. So that, you know, that's, that's been great as well. For those people who have never been, and I'll ask Johnny to d- describe the evening to you in a minute, but I'll tell you this, this is the thing that stays with me forever. You will have 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 people absolutely wild beyond any party you've ever been to. But as soon as the bingo comes on, they go deathly quiet, just like in the bingo. That freaks me out. It's, do you know what? I think it's, it's so funny of how, of how serious. And it's good as well. It's, it, I think it's, it's definitely something to do with the success of the night. There's, it isn't constant. It's up and down the whole night. It's a bit of a roller coaster vibe where one minute you could be up on the benches dancing the traditional Irish music and then I'll say, and your next number. And, the, and, and to see a whole room bounce down, back on their seats, focused. It's so funny. And what you don't see because you're on stage is if anyone makes a noise, they shut them up. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, And that's that's true for traditional bingo halls as well. Someone does a false mm. call or it's, it's sh- you know, people take yeah. it seriously. And that's, that's the fun of it. I've got to tell you, uh, the first bingo hall I ever worked as a working comic, you were a little boy, but I'll never forget this as long as I live. The first time you do it, so there's like 1,500 people in and they put the comic on at the end. And this was up in Blackpool. Yeah. And I went on stage and they said, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Price. And of the 1,500, 1,200 went out for the bus. But they don't tell you they do it for the bus. So you think, excuse me, I haven't done a gag yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing there like a <laughs> mental case going, where's the audience? But they don't tell you. Yeah. It's just to keep that last handful of people in. But the first time is horrendous. Yeah, I bet, yeah. What have I said? I haven't even done a joke yet. <laughs> they don't like me. <laughs> right, let's go back to the roots and that beautiful Irish accent. How long did you live over there? And tell us who Johnny is. Um, 
So I was born born in Belfast, um, 1986. Um, do you know what? I had such a, a great a great upbringing. Um, you know, quite a small a small family. I'm an only child, um, and just had just the best parents. Um, I can see so much of my personality and both my, my mom and my dad. You know, my my dad was a a sales rep for for Campbell Soup. And he, you know, bit of chat and his, his sense of humour is great. And my mum, she was a singer and she's still singing to this day. She's got a really successful choir over in Belfast, and um, you know, she's a real showwoman. And and I, I can take so much of my personality from from both of them. It's such a such a mix. And then, you know, growing up a little bit, then I kind of started to go off the rails a wee bit in school. And you know, and I loved school, but it was that's just class clown. You know what I mean? It, I just loved messing about, having a laugh. And then as as sort of I got further on the into in the high school, I just really started to go off the rails, you know, partying and, and getting up to all sorts, probably not hanging about with the best group of people. Um and probably actually put if I think about it, put my mum and dad through probably a lot of hell. But, you know, they showed me nothing but love and um yeah. So fast forward that I, I left school and a girl I was seeing at at the time, she had a, a chance to come and study in Lippa in Paul McCartney's theatre school. So she came over here to Liverpool and I followed her over. And um, we were together for a while. Moved down to London. We we split up and I, I had an opportunity to, to come back to Liverpool. I was working in bars, restaurants, that kind of thing. And uh yeah, I was working in a bar in Liverpool called the Shipping Forecast and we were looking at putting on um, you know, different nights midweek trying to get some punters in. And I always loved quizzes and I always loved the pub quiz. You know, I just, so I, I ended up just putting on this quiz. And I don't know, just by luck, the formula of it worked so well. It was just a bit of entertainment. The prizes were, were always a bit mad. There was elements of dance offs and raves and, but it was still a quiz at its core. And that was really important. And it was a quiz that wasn't, you know, you go to a pub quiz and there's this, the same group of eggheads in the corner every week winning it. You know, it was something that people would, you'd get quite a few questions, right? Some would be a bit different. And that became, that became really, really successful. It had a real cult following every Monday night. I did it for about five or six years. And through that, I got some work on radio and a bit of DJM work. And then that's sort of where the bingo stemmed from. I'd done the quiz for so long. I'm really... When you look at the elements of what the bingo was and at the start, it really was just this pub quiz, but without questions and and and, and bingo. And as soon as we, as soon as we switched it, you know, um, switched it to bingo, that's where it snowballed. You know, it just so quickly. Me and my business partner Josh, we started doing, you know, one 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 a week. Then we're in Leeds. Then we're in Manchester. And within the space of a year, I was doing close to five shows a week around the country. So let me let me hold it there. Let's go back to Ireland a minute. Growing up, did the troubles touch you at all? So for for me, I, so I was born I was born in in eighty six. I think you know the Good, the Good Friday Agreement that was nineteen ninety seven. It, it it it's a strange one because I don't know it 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 never it, there was always stuff going on and you'd, you'd feel like you know my, my grandfather was a was an orange man he'd be marching every, every year i'd be going to marches i'd be going bonfire nights and and the news and stuff it would, it would be full of stuff but i think you'd at, at that at the age i was it was just i was aware of it but it, you know it wasn't it certainly wasn't affect I, I don't feel it affected me i went to lagging college in in northern ireland that was the first um integrated school so Protestants and Catholics, 
Um, so there was all, it was, you know, it's something you're always was aware of you know anytime i have friends that i go take over to belfast and we drive through an area that's full of you know where all the curbs are painted red white and blue or green white and gold and and, and you see all the murals on the walls of men and balaclavas and that's to someone that's never seen that before then it kind of oh sort of it can be a little bit of intimidating but for growing up there you know it, I, like i know certainly from a mom and dad that you know they grew up really in the height of it at, you know that family member or that friends of the family that 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 had lost their lives during the troubles and 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 certainly it really it really affected them. But I just feel that for for me it was just it was something that was that was going on. But I don't really feel like it it, it really it really affected me. I was just always aware of it. It was just something that was just there happening. Why did you fall in love with Liverpool? A lot of the similarities of Ireland. You know, I, I did London for four years and it just wasn't for me. It just, I, I, I could feel my personality changing. I could feel me just, you know, and, and like, I, I love, you know, I love going to London. I love visiting, but I just at the time, it, but no, Liverpool for me, it, it, it is so similar to Belfast. It's so similar down and the, the Irish connection here, the sense of humour, you know, the, 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 even just the size of it, and the, you know, it, there's just I just I love it, and and I would, you know, I'm sure my mum would wouldn't be very happy, but I, Liverpool is my home now. You know, that's the, to me if I, to go home, that is Liverpool. Um, I I just love the place so much. Let's go back to the quizzes. Something I've always wanted to ask. Now I'm not a quiz person at all. I couldn't think of anything worse than going to a pub quiz, but I know how popular they are. How does it work with phones checking answers? Well, that that's kind of like that's kind of like killed the modern day quiz. In fact, a lot of quizzes now you have to use your phone. You download an app, and it's like fastest fastest finger first. Everyone plays on their phone. Mm-hmm. But the way I used to do it was, I'd 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 say I'd do ten questions, and you know you'd, you'd have the capital of I don't know capital of uh, Hungary or whatever. All these sort of general knowledge. But then I just throw these questions in like. You know, is chocolate true or false? Is chocolate better from the fridge? Do you know what I mean? What would you say that to that, Pete? A bar of chocolate, is it nicer it to t- eat it from, from the, the fridge? fridge without any shadow? Well, that's, of course, that's true. What about Arnie or Stallone? That's a question. Who, Arnie or Stallone? So that would be like a question. What would you say to that? Arnie or Stallone? I would say that Arnie's, uh, sorry, Stallone's were, was it's, wearing see, it's just, it's just, It's just that you just need the answer, Pete. Arnie or Stallone? Still own. No, it was Arnie. You would have got that one wrong. Oh, well. So that's <laughs> so that's how that's that was one way. Why did I get it wrong? Uh, it's, come on, it's Arnie's Terminator. So Stallone was tremendous. Yeah, in he there. was Rocky, and he was but Terminator. You know, oh, Kindergarten Cop, all oh, those ones. <laughs> Predator. I love it. I love it. So I used oh, to I'd be I'd be garbage. <laughs> with it. So I used to put all these questions in, and that would just sort of, um, you know, th- oh. but then that that. That would be funny because if you put a question in like that, you know, you could put a question in like, you know, what's the capital of Turkey? And you'd see a wee bit of a bit of debate going on in all the tables. But, you know, I, I could ask a question, which is better, the Cabri's Flake or the Galaxy Ripple? And you'd see a table arguing for about... Over could, which one? Yeah. Wow. In fact, there was a question I asked one night and I thought it was going to come to blows. This guy came up to the front where I was doing the quiz. I asked, which is the better flavour of Viennetta? And it was original or mint. And I said the the answer was original, and I had this guy coming up going, "It's mint, mate! It's mint!" And he was, I, I thought he was going to offer me outside over Viennetta flavors. Yeah, <laughs> it is original though for him. It is, yeah, it, it is, is it is. Mint for special occasions. 
sitting in that pub doing those quizzes, could you ever in your wildest dreams have imagined or did you know it was going to be like it is? No, not at all. Like, I, I still feel like, I still feel, I don't know what, you know, what's around the corner. You know, the fact that even just, even just doing, you know, the bingo when we started off, like, I, I probably would have been happy doing, you know, one, sh- one show a week in, in Liverpool and, and, you know, I was really, really grateful of my business partner for Josh for pushing it and going, let's do this, let's get out here, let's go and... So it's just been the force behind so, it. For, You're for the entertainment side. Uh, yeah, so I think for the, 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 crea- the creative and putting the show together, yeah, yeah that, that was all my side. And then, you know, for, for Josh, he was, right, let's go here, let's go here, the marketing and all that. And <clears> so we we started to, to, you know, move around all these cities. And, and I suppose now, like... At, at that time, I wouldn't think where we are. We've, we've got a hundred, but close to 150 staff now working on it. You know, there's. It got to a point where I was doing five shows a week. I was burnt out. I didn't want to let anyone else do it other than me. Very precious about it. And understandably. Yeah, you just, understandably. You just, you just have that feeling, and, and and I had to let that go and realize it's not about me. The product is good. The the night, the ethos of the night is good. So we got another host in, Mickey Pickles, and then now we've got 17 hosts. And we're doing, you know, close to 40 shows a week around the country and further afield, Dubai. Um, America. And, and America next Australia, year. Australia. Just unreal. So that's the big one. Yeah. That's the one I'm excited about yeah. for February next year, going to New York, seeing what it's like. And and I always I always just sort of like to just do stuff for the sake of it. You know, if if, if America doesn't work out, we've given it a go. Hey. It's all about the story. How many famous uh, people? Cliff Richard never made it in America, yeah. you know. So you, if it, it didn't work, you'll be good. But they'll be up for it. Well, yeah, I think so. And I, I, I think, I think there's a lot, there's a lot. Well, I'm assuming, I'm hoping, and I'm, you know, there's people that have bought their tickets from Liverpool to go out and and, and to go for the shows. Yep. And I know there'll be a lot of people. Like the for the first show we ever did in Sydney, I, I, I at the start I, said, I couldn't. I was in the to- in the toilet before going on, and I could hear just all right, mate, scousers everywhere. And I said, this is the first show in Sydney. I said any anyone in from Australia? Any Aussies in? About ten people. That's it. Any, any, anyone from Liverpool? <laughs> 900 people just went, yeah. So I have a feeling that that would be quite yeah. good for those opening shows to get a nice little balance because I think if it was just an American audience on those first shows, you, you, you know, if you've never been to Bingo before, it takes people that have been there before to sort of set the precedent. Oh, right, you get up now, you get up, you do this. I'm an L- LFC fan and when I'm in New York, I go to Carragher's. And there's a few scousers over there. Yeah, so are, I yeah, think they'll all be in the bingo. Yeah, I think you'll be I, great. I so. It'll be great. I can't, I can't wait. It's just going to be yeah. such a great, such a great experience. And one for talking about the legacy years to come. We mentioned, hey, do you remember when we did that? Yeah. I'm talking to Johnny and uh, we're talking about bingo. Give it a flavour of what a night's about. Because there will be some people out there that have never been. And by the way, before Johnny tells you, the age group is ridiculous. It crosses Every bound. Well, I think that sometimes is one thing. You, I'll, I'll speak to people and they go, "Oh, bongo bingo! Oh, I'm, I'm too old for that." And and that's that's nonsense. I think the way the, the style of the show, and and one of the the, the most the, the thing of why it's so popular is it is just for everyone. You look at the you look around the crowd. It's all ages, and you know you've got families going there. You know daughters going with their 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 nans, their mums. You know it's and it's. That's I think that's the magic of it, and and no one's taking themselves too seriously, you know. Our PR guy Demo harps on about the word escapism. It's escapism. It's escapism. You know, no one's on their phones. You forget about, you know, any problems you've got going on in your life for three hours, and and just let loose. 
and it, and it is true and it, it is nice sometimes you know we get we get messages from people going this should be prescribed on the nhs i'm having a horrible time at the moment but i went there and i just let loose so for anyone that's never been you know it's a three-hour show you play five games of bingo and throughout the night the prizes are crazy you know we give some real iconic prizes like the henry hoover the pink fluffy unicorn um and then cash as well and then yeah it's just music dancing all night and and it's just as you as you said it's up and down you, you, it really it, i think it just it i think it just ticks so many boxes have you seen a difference when you started you had to build the atmosphere. What is wonderful now about the project is they walk in with the atmosphere. Yeah. They, there's no hard work as in they're there. They know what to expect. You I, know what I mean when I, I say think, that? I think if you, if you imagine it like going to a DJ gig or a, a live concert, there's, there's a bit of a build-up to it. You, know, you, you, know, you go and watch a band, they, they, they build it up, then they play their hits at the end and then that's it. For us, the atmosphere, you know, a, a sh the doors open at 6 and the show starts at 8 o'clock. The two hours before, people are in early because they want to get a, a good seat near the front, and they're having a few drinks or whatever. But when for I don't think there's anything any any other thing you can compare it to because when that show starts at eight o'clock, it's a hundred miles an hour. When we first go on, and I think, you know, we're we're lucky that the team that do all the show that like the show team, you know, you're going on to an audience that's absolutely ready for it they're prepped for it and 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 that's such a lucky thing to do obviously you'll have nights where you really got to work with the crowd and get them going or whatever but you've got a pre-warmed up crowd just ready to have fun and that for someone on stage and and one thing as well you know all the hosts all the dancers and i don't think they'd be offended with me saying it we're not really professionals these are all like mates and guys and you know our dancers aren't professional dancers they're, they're just lads getting up sticking a dress on and they're more like hype men they're partying that you know you, i i feel for the show is is one thing is you w the audience are watching us on stage having a laugh and that's what um, translates to the crowd if, if, if we had professional dancers on you, you'd feel like you'd have to sit and watch them whereas you go on you see you know horny heidi and slutty susie dancing about doing all mad moves you, they, they, it encourages you to get up i think that's that there's a little sort of yeah. charm to it as well i tell you what's interesting that you said about um sometimes you have to work at it in our industry um we take for granted when you have good nights you take for granted i'll give you a great example great which you will love Many years ago, when you were a little boy, I interviewed Tony Bennett. It was one of the most amazing interviews I don't I've think ever I was born. I don't think I was born then. Please. Now you're pushing it. <laughs> I, uh, and I was backstage, and he was at the Empire, and he had a 20-minute standing ovation, right? And he was not a vain man. He was a shy man. And my question was, just like we're sitting now, I said, that must have been amazing. A 20 minute yeah. standing ovation, and he answered very gently, I felt they weren't quite with me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the point I'm making is, you, you will go off some nights and go, That wasn't the best, was it? But it was yeah. out there, yeah, but yeah, you, yeah. because you see it every night. I think, I think. Have you ever, ever, ever had a bad, a, a really bad night, ever? There, there's, there's been nights where I haven't maybe been. And you sort of come off and, and me, Cole and Callum, Heidi and Susie, we're such a tight unit. We do all our shows together. Most of the hosts have. And, and the, the, there will be nights where we'll, you know, you'll come off and you go, oh, 
it wasn't great. It wasn't great. But then it's once you start speaking to people or, yeah. or you get a message. Oh, my, my mum was there with her mates and, and they had the best night, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I actually find there's times where I don't know whether we'll, we'll be run down or we'll have a big row, row shows on. And and you f- and there'll, there'll, there'll be the odd time where we'll feel, oh, do you know what? I don't, I don't fancy it tonight. You know, you, you feel in yourself. And those always end up being the best shows yeah. for us because you don't you, you you end up overcompensating for your energy or whatever, and they end up just being brilliant. And I think that I think that's that's something to say for One of the biggest problems for me, and it'd be interesting to see how you answer this, um, because I've been in the industry so many years. You have and surround yourself with some amazingly nice people who are party animals because you've got to be a party animal to do that job. Where and when did you cross the line, if you ever crossed the line, when you went, whoa, hang on, this is a job, this isn't just partying? I think I think I probably noticed it in, in my health more, uh, as in when I was doing when I was doing five shows a week, you know, I was getting pe- and, and when I was doing five shows a week, that was, you know, Manchester, Leeds, Newcastle, London, Liverpool, traveling for close to two years. I'd get picked up in the van. And the thing, you know, the. For anyone that's never been to Bungus Bingo, drinking is definitely a part of it. But people still have a great night if they don't drink, or you know, it's not it's not necessarily just a big booze filled night. But for it's hard, it's really really hard to not get on stage if you're going on to a crowd that are just electric and you're trying to have a night where, yeah, maybe take it easy. It it catch and it catches up with you quick, you know, the late nights and the and I don't know. I think I think there was a real. A real change when when me and my wife have had had our first kid and your body clock changes with kids getting up and and you know because I, I used to say to my wife how did, how did I used to do all these like five shows it was like you'd sleep in till two o'clock and the van would come and pick you up and you'd be out and do the next show come in wrecked and so I think now I've got a really really nice balance with it I think also the style of the show has changed as in it's a lot slicker. You know, it still look might look like organised chaos on stage, but we we've got it down to a T. It's a re- that we're, that's one thing I really love is constantly developing the show, making it. You know, these at the at the moment we're doing these Elton John themed step into Christmas, so we're doing Elton John themed uh, bingo with um, Heather Smalls performing at them. But like from starting this eight years ago, for, to me standing on a stage with my laptop and the bingo machine. You know, I'm doing three costume changes in this show, which is just like crazy. And, you know, the timings and it's dead, dead slick. So that's really, I think I, I care a lot more about, you know, it can't be well. I can't. I can't and, and also, I can't flip in that. When they, they, it catches up with you, the hangovers and the anxiety and performing on stage um, to that many to that many people every night. So. I think it, you can only you can only live that party lifestyle that long before it does catch up with you. You look a million dollars. Uh, you've lost so much weight. Yeah, Viva the Slimming World, five yeah. five stone almost. So, was the one day you said enough is enough? Because there always seems to be a point. Yeah, do you know what? I, um, I was I think with again with the job, you know, the, the late nights, the, the diet, and, and it sort of had crept the weight had crept up on me. And it was just in January we have our Christmas party, um, our staff party, and it's always a big, big event, and people get dolled up, and 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 I went to get a suit in January, and I always go to Moss Brothers on Bold Street, and they've got my measurements for different stuff, so I just went in, blah blah, blah pick something that could get that, and I said, can we just remeasure you, and uh, nothing fitted me, 
and I was wounded. They were like, "We don't have your size anymore." I was wounded. I got the over, I got the over twenty stone, and I oh, just that then, and then I just clicked. And, and uh, my dad had started to go into Slimming World in Belfast, and he said, "Why don't you go to this?" So I went. Absolutely love it. I've, you know, I've, it's just something that's really clicked with me. Go in, see all the guys every Monday, do my weigh in, and yeah, hopefully I've got a couple more weigh ins and try and get the five stone mark before How Christmas. How hard has it been? Once I'm focused on something, I'm, I'd like it was, you know, it was quite difficult to get out of the bad habits, but then once you're in the zone, I find I've really, I've really enjoyed it. And for me, I think there's something about Slimming World about getting your weigh-ins, getting your certificates, getting your stickers. Like I'm a big kid. Like if I go in and and, and I get my sticker for losing Slimmer of the Week, I'm buzzing. I'm going out with my head held high. So there's just been something with Slimming World for me that's really, really clicked, and I, and I highly recommend it to anyone that is fancying maybe shifting a bit of timber. It's, it's really good. When did you um, start? with the big names was it was there a purpose behind the big names uh, on on the bingo so all of a sudden you started having stars because you didn't need stars at the beginning or was it were your logic and uh, you and your partner thinking we have to move to the next step so it's a, it's a it's a it's an interesting one so we've had you know we put out we've been putting acts on from quite an quite early on you know and, and and a lot of the real nostalgic acts have worked for us you know like s club the venga boys five um, and you know we've had recently we had the ninth or the eighth birthday with Craig David, which was unbelievable, and and it's good. But I think there, you know, there's part of me that almost does think it it sometimes just doesn't need it. I think so. I think there might be a. Wee I'll bit stop of, you there, and I'll say as an outsider, you actually don't need it. Mm. You don't need it. The show is bigger than anyone. The show is bigger than anyone. And as you said, virtue before, the show is bigger than you now. Because you've got other presenters, well, it. but it's your baby. But you know what I mean when I'm saying that. Yeah, of course. Well, if people if people are going to a show in London, Edinburgh, wherever, no one's no one, and this is the way I want it. No one's saying where's Johnny Bongo. You know, m- maybe in Liverpool, but you know, each host has their own designated cities, and they've got their own following there, and that's the way it should grow. It's not just about about me, but. I do, I do, I do. You know, it's 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 a nice thing. We don't do it, we don't do it a lot as much. You know, for the birthday there, that was perfect because we did such a big spectacular show in the exhibition centre, and the sort of cherry on the cake was having Craig David at the end. Might not have necessarily could have done the show, and without it, people still would have had a good night. But I think it was. I think for certain occasions, to bring out a star at the end, just of sort talkability. Of it's it. It's talkability, and there is also a. I find. I might be wrong, but I feel that there's a there is maybe a bit of a subconscious when you see a poster and there's a name on it, you know, for buying a ticket. You know, you might not necessarily be interested in or be a massive fan, but you see it and you go, oh, oh and they've got Craig David there. That one, you know, it's it, it is it's talkability. But um, we we certainly don't have as many acts now as as we used to, and I think that's because the show has just developed so well that people are, you know, people are just are are leaving happy, you know, whether there's an act or not. But sometimes it can it can be a real bonus. What's the most expensive prize you've given away, and what's the most bizarre prize you've given away? Because you give some bizarre prizes away. So it's funny because I think, like, with the, the, the bizarre prizes, they almost end up becoming so iconic. So, like, the Henry Hoover, for example, we that was just... In the early days, I'd be driving around and getting all the prizes before every show, going into home and bargains, just filling the trolley, and that's tonight's show. They were the early yeah, days. The early days. <laughs> I'd fill the trolley and I'd do it. And one night I seen a, a like a Henry Hoover and I gave it away and 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 it went on really well. And and the way this kind of way of developing the prizes that Henry Hoover stuck. And 
now, honestly, when the Henry Hoover comes out in a show, the roar from the crowd is ridiculous. And, and since then, we've actually, it's one, it sounds so silly, but one of the things I'm most proud about this year is the fact that we've actually done a collaboration with Henry Hoover this year. And we've, they, I went down to the factory in Somerset and watched 500 Bongo's Bingo, Neon Pink Hoover's Stop off it. the line yeah, with our logo on the top. Stop it. So that, like, it sounds, it sounds so cringy, but no. I was like nearly welling up in the yeah. factory seeing the brand name. Going down the line. And did they approach you or did you approach them? So, so we approached them. Demo, again, our PR guy's absolutely great. He approached them and said, like, like, we would love to do, we'd love to work together here and, and do something together. You know, we don't, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't anything about money or anything. You know, it was literally, can we just work together? And, you know, they don't really, Henry Hoover don't really have a big marketing department. They kind of just, it's just so iconic, the brand. And they've never, ever done a collaboration before with any other company. So, the, you know, they, the, you know they, they loved it. And we've seen how much, you know, we've, we've, I think we've given over something like 5,000 Henry Hoovers in the last eight years. So we're like, look, we're promoting the brand. We love it. People love it. And we showed them footage of the crowd going crazy for the Henry Hoovers. So then they went for it. So we went and, and we did it and we built it. And I assembled the first one off the factory line. And, it was, and, and we announced it at the birthday shows. So, um, yeah, that was great, great. So that's probably a bit bizarre. Most, most money, I think, we've, I think we gave 15 grand on the first birthday. We had an, an artist, um, that was meant to be performing and he, he got stopped in, on his way on, he didn't have the right visa or whatever to get over. And they, I only found out this on stage, um, that this artist wasn't going to perform. And I shit myself really because I thought, you know what, what am I going to do? And I literally just said to the crowd, like, such and such isn't performing tonight and big booze and I said but look I'll be completely honest he was going to get 15 grand that was his fee so we'll just give that away instead and the crowd went absolutely wow. nuts but yeah. that's thinking on your feet yeah. and that's the years of experience that's when you said before about it's mayhem but it's not mayhem it's like when you do a panto in a theatre a big theatre all those ad-libs are staged. Oh yeah, precisely. Right. Yeah. So when you say it's easier for you because you know you know every ad lib, you know when that works, and and that's a brilliant piece of theatre that you just did. Yeah. Am I right in assuming that you gave away disabled? Um, yeah, we gave. Bikes, we but gave, they had no, to take them home with them. Yeah. So we started. We gave. We we were giving away mobility scooters, um, and we still do. And you know, but now we have worked it out that we have to. The, the customers have to come and collect them from our warehouse right. because people were driving home on them and they were running out of battery and once they <laughs> run out of battery the, way, the wheels automatically lock you can't push them if there's no battery so they can't you know like as a safety measure Stop so people were going home and then just being like just stuck in the middle of the road with these scooters it's the class we gave away these um, over Christmas a few years ago we gave away these like ride on cows that you sort of sat on and by pushing your legs down it moved the legs I've seen videos of people floating, going down Smithdown Road at four in the morning, riding home on the, on a car. So yeah, there's some there's some good good crazy. Here's vibes. a very difficult question. Forget the birthday show. Is there one show you will never forget as long as you live? I, a lot a lot of them will be will be the first time you know the the, the first time we did another city, the first time we did Manchester, the first time we did Newcastle. Hopefully, the first time when we do New York. You know, certainly. Sydney was a big one. That that show, you know, that was one of the first shows that we had done outside of the UK. Um, we were still quite new as a company. I think we were two or three years in. Um, it was still quite a small team. So for us to fly out 
Um, I'd never been to Australia before. What like you know, it's such a big journey out there, and it was really like a bit of the unknown. So to go out and to sell out a tour in Australia to venues of over a thousand, you know, and again that that first show, as I said, in Sydney, any scousers in the house tonight to hear that roar. There's those those are some some really big moments. But without sounding cliche, that I just love doing the shows like and I, I, I there's just I feel so lucky and so humble to be doing something that people love and make and, and it makes people happy and that, and that's really the most important thing for me you know I just want people to have the best night out that they can and just have such a good laugh and and we have such a good laugh doing it you know the company is and again it sounds cheesy but it, it is it's like a big family um yeah but that's why it works yeah, it works. I, I'm convinced that's why it works. To have a, to have a, a, you know, a, a staff of about 150 people, where you've got the biggest, per, biggest personalities, biggest mix of people, and there'd be no clashing. Every, I think it's something people love. They love what what they do. You know, everyone in the team, they they believe in in the sort of the real ethos of of the of the the company. It's it's just we want to have fun and we want to do. You know, it's it's not a you know, it's never been, it's, success, it's successful, of course, but it's never been about, right, let's make a quick buck, let's get in and out. You know, it's always been since day one about trying to give the best customer experience as we possibly can. A while ago, you had a problem. We won't mention who it was or anything about that, yeah. but I want to mention this question because I think it's a bigger picture. Because it's bingo and forgetting that problem have you had other problems? Because you've got mega companies all around the world that do bingo. Have people come after you without mentioning names? You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, so we, yeah, we had a bit of an issue on, on the ownership of, of the company and the venue that we used to, used to do it in. Um, basically tried to claim that they owned the, the brand because we'd started it there. Long story short, we took them to court and won on every count, and that, that was fantastic for us. And through the back of that, we've actually built our own venue in Liverpool called Content. But I think we've, we've always found that, the, you know, there's always a lot of copycats that, that pop up. And oh, many, many. All the time. Yeah. And, I, and I think in the early days, it, it certainly got me down, and, and I, I would lose a lot of sleep over it, you know, uh, just, you know, being really gutted of, of like, the we, we would give up. A, a prize away one night and we'd see that they were doing it the next night or whatever but as the years have gone on the the the, the sort of these sort of copycats you've seen them just, come and go they just come and yeah. go and, and 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 to be fair you know your 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 big companies as well your well-known bingo brands yeah. traditional they, they try their own spin on it and you know they put sort of a more they put some nights on in their bingo halls that would be quite you know the same sort of vibe as us party bingo and where i am with it now is I think it, it, it was, it's, what's, what's the line? Um, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah, yeah. You know, when people used to say that to me, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, but yeah, they're, 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 that's, that's taking the piss. You've mellowed. Where I've mellowed now, where I, where I actually now subscribe to that, yeah. you know, imitation's the highest form of flattery. Fair enough. Any, know? any of the big boys tried to buy you? No, do you know what? There's, there's always been talks of doing, um, collaborations with, with the, the sort of bigger, um, bigger bingo companies and, but I've just never wanted to do it. I've never wanted to. I've always been really important that we've, you know, we've, you know, there's always been talk of franchising or would you ever franchise? And I'm just like, you just would never want to lose control of what it's all about, you know. And 
you know, the, the, the talk of maybe franchising in other cities or other countries or whatever. It's like, no, that's never been for me. I just like it to have this, still have this family feel. Although it's grown, it's grown so big, it's still at its core exactly what it was like eight years ago when we started. Johnny Bongo, what's the future? I don't know. It's, I, like, I suppose if you, if you asked me this five or six years ago, I wouldn't have been thinking would be, you know, the bingo is going as big as it is. And, and, and I think for me, it's, it's, it's just constantly keeping things, just keeping things fresh and, and putting the work in on, on the show and, and keep developing the show and, 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 and expanding and growing and, and trying new things. Um, but really, I, I, I don't know. Who knows? It could be. It could be all over one day, or it could be I don't know taking over all of America. So we just got you just got to roll with it and give it a go and and see what happens. Kesara, sara. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Why not subscribe? You know it's free. So join us and tell your friends. It's great going on walks and doing whatever you want to do, and then putting P Price on. We've got a back catalogue of over a hundred interviews. Join us. Subscribe. It's free.